Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 119 of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast with myself, Barry Drake. Of course, last uh, week we spoke with um, Liam Dowling and Tommy Caffrey, of course, and uh, Tommy, of course, was highlighting the uh, big weekend of racing um, at Clonmel last weekend and uh, it really was a fabulous um, success. The uh, big night, of course, came on Monday night and the feature final was the Rural Kennels Open on race stake uh, final uh, kindly sponsored by Helen O'Dwyer and family what a brilliant competition um, that was um, over the course of the last couple of weeks and um, we're going to say hello to uh, Mike O'Dwyer now who kindly um, joins us on the podcast of course um, son of Helen and um, as I was saying to you um, just before we started our recording uh, Mike um, your man uh, kindly put your name forward to, to say a few words uh, on behalf of the family and the podcast so um, thanks for joining us Thank you. I don't know if that's good or bad, Barry, but sure, we'll give it a go, right? Yeah, exactly. Great stuff. Look, we'll talk on the on the big win and what a kind of a, I suppose a bit of a fairy tale success to to win it um, on 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 Monday night. But you know, obviously, you know, greyhound racing, you know, you know, steeped in in your family. Fortunately, of course, look, you lost your your father there, you know, a couple of years ago. But you know, you've had had great memories over the years, Sam, in greyhound racing. Yeah, we've been very lucky, especially in the last probably 10 years, give or take. But, you know, mom and dad have been at it since they were young. And mom's father, my grandfather, would have had dogs 70 years ago. I was thinking on the way over. I just got back in from John Mel, actually. We were home for the week for the course and what have you. But, uh, yeah, we were always into dogs. But one bitch, that was a duck fat bitch that changed our lives forever, you know? Yeah, of course. And, and rural Hawaii. Yeah, we all remember that, you know, that great derby final. All and yeah, exactly. And uh, nobody can take it from him. My dad was there. He'd drive up every Saturday night. They afterwards meet all the lads for the draw, have a cup of tea, and, uh, you know, just great sportsmanship. And, uh, yeah, kind of put the breed on the map, give or take, you know. Yeah, how, how big was that derby final win for your family, eh, Mike? It was huge. I mean, it's hard to explain it, but my brother had passed, unfortunately, the year before. And there was a lot going on at home, you know, and uh, of course, mom went to the grave on the day of and did what she does, said a few prayers. And, uh, you know, he might have been the fastest dog around, but he was as genuine as anything, ran wide, kept on running and, uh, you know, was brilliant. And it gave the impetus to my mom to keep on going, you know, a little bit of money there for the dogs that keep, keep, the, keep the kennels going because it is, it's not cheap, you know, getting getting dogs ready, getting them on the track and the whole lot. So, yeah, it changed every... It was just great fun. It was good for everybody, you know? Yeah, and of course, the Clamwell Greyhound Stadium, I suppose, um, is is attracted very close to your family's heart. Oh, for sure. I bumped into John Tobin. Do you know him? No. And uh, on, on Sunday at the coursing meeting, and I reminded him that my first job was when I was 14, was working at the track uh, at the owners and trainers hay barn, the big red hay barn there, collecting money off them off the people and giving them passes going in and out for a couple of years so uh, you know I grew up down there and uh, it's great to see the track flourishing right now Barry have you been there lately? Yeah I sure have yeah look it, it, as you said it, it's great to see it doing so well and they had a couple of I suppose a great benefit nights as well at the back end of, of the year I think one for a GA club maybe one for Clonmel Town Soccer Club so there's a real buzz around the place at the moment Mike 
Yeah, everybody's got behind it. The committee has done a great job cleaning up maintenance, you know, coming in on their own time, which is fantastic. And everybody's pulling together, and that's the key to anything in life, you know. And there's a bit of pride around the place and excitement. I mean, I walked in on Monday night, Barry, and it was like an old Project Stakes final. You couldn't get a, a space in the car park. People were rushing to get in, and it was only 7 o'clock. And, uh, you know, I stood outside like I used to, and I just looked around, and the feeling and the buzz was just brilliant, you know, and that's great because we need it. And, you know, they're selling tickets now for their big fundraiser in March. That's right, yeah. Tommy spoke about that. Tommy spoke about that um, last week, and I know they got great support as well at the National Coursing Festival. And of course, still a chance um, to get involved and support at a monster raffle as well with you know some fantastic surprises. So I suppose, look, as we always say, uh, Mike, it's important for you know greyhound supporters all over the country to to keep supporting these tracks because uh, we need them there. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's the people that pull together that make it happen. You know, whatever goes on with this and that, leave it outside the door, come in there, make that track look good wherever one it is, you know what I mean? People get behind it and then it grows and then help out with the community as they've been doing in Clonmel, you know, the fundraisers and what have you. And I'm pretty involved, to be honest, Barry, even though I live in Hawaii. I keep an eye on everything. and I love the social media that Cherry Ann is doing down there. It's fantastic. And there's a lady called Nolene. She invented, uh, brought in, they split the pot, you know, and it's been very successful and little things like that, you know. Yeah, very, very important. And I suppose, look, speak to us about the Rural Kennels Open on race stake. I suppose a, a very fitting story, um, or a fitting end, we could say it with. Um, obviously, look, you, your your mam has been such a, a big supporter of this competition uh, o- over the, the years. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, Dad used to sponsor, he did headstones all his life. And for 30 years, we had to use his monumental on race stake. And then after the Rural Hawaii, uh, winning the Derby, we decided to do uh, Rural Hawaii and then Rural Kennel Stake. And uh, it's a great start to the year uh, for unraced dogs and what have you. And we've always tried to have a runner in it. We have had a couple in the final. And uh, then we had this bitch, Rural Kihei. Kihei is the town I live in, in, in Maui. And her mother is Rural Maui. And then Duck Fat would be her mother. So that's like her, grand, her granddaughter was running. And she ran away. She won her first. You know, her first, I was going to say course. I've been at the course all week. She won her first race, and then she wasn't breaking. And uh, coming from behind, I know she saw the race. She's got that ability to, to cut inside. I, somebody said she was lucky. I said, I don't think she was lucky. She cut inside, cut out, cut inside, and got up on the line to win by a head. And uh, it was unbelievable, you know. And great family occasion. We had a, a, a memorial mass for my dad on Saturday in the house. My sister had come back from Boston as well. So all the family were down there Monday night and great crack, you know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds sounds absolutely amazing, I suppose, to have you know so many family members in attendance. And just tell us a bit about the Scots Clan Syndicate. Okay, well, the Scots Clan Syndicate comes from the name of the sweets, you know, the bag of sweets, Scots Clan. Yeah, lovely sweets. Have you ever had them? Oh, I have. My grandfather used to give them to me. Go coursing or go to the track, he'd have a bag of a packet of Scots Clan in his pocket and that was his thing. He'd give them out to different people and uh, yeah, since he's passed there's been a bag in the drawer upstairs and the younger grandkids go up there to see if Grandpa has left them for them, you know? And, you know, they're still play- it's still there so they open the drawer and suddenly there's a bag of Scots Clan. So it's all the grand- mums, Helen's grandkids are involved. Uh, my My two kids, my brother Mark's uh, two kids and my brother Ronan's three 
two kids. Emily didn't get involved because she has her own dogs, the older girls. So there are six uh, grandkids involved there, So and they're all the Scots clan syndicate. So anybody who would have known John O'Dwyer would have got the, you know, the connection. Yeah, yeah a, lo- a lovely family win, so Mike. Yeah, indeed, Barry. Brilliant. That's what we that's what we love to see, I suppose, in our in our sport, you know. Um, you know, syndicates and, you know, families involved and stuff like that. So look, that that was Clan Mail. Let's let's talk about the twenty twenty three Cork Cup, uh, because I was looking at that card earlier on and uh, a ground that caught my eyes, Greyhound called Ro Roar Bucko, who's owned by Michael O'Dwyer and Emily O'Dwyer. Um young Greyhound, son of uh, Linson Bocco and Roar Romance, could be a leading player for the Cork Cup, what do you think? Uh, he's a nice dog for sure. Uh, Roar Romance was a beautiful bitch. Last bitch I owned with my dad. And she wasn't the fastest, Barry, but the most genuine. I was counting up there last week. She has 79 winners from her first litter, whether it's in England or down in Trolley or all over, you know. And then we mated her to Lenson Bocco. And uh, sure enough, he came out there last week in the 2860 resource run, you know. So uh, pretty excited to see what, you know. Hope springs eternal. You know, as I said, it's hard to go climb that mountain again. You know, we'll take everything we did with winning the Derby and shared with anybody else. But the whole, the whole Greyhound scenario is about the people, as you know. So yeah, and uh, you can't find a better trainer in Ireland than Graham Holland. Uh, Graham and Nikki were very emotional on Monday because it, w- it was all involved. It was a package and my dad and the sponsorship and the whole lot. So it was. You couldn't bottle the whole week, you know, Barry. It was well worth coming home for. And that's what Greyhound Racing should be about. And we should try and encourage these syndicates, you know. For a small figure, you can get people involved. People come to the track and then realise what fun it can be, you know. Yeah, very very well said. And um, I think everyone was, was delighted to, to see uh, the Royal Ground win that uh, feature final in, in Clamwell on, on Monday night. So obviously, look, you were you were home for the National Coursing Festival. And Quick story, Barry. So my wife, my wife is from Hawaii. And I went up to her and she said, the race is fixed. I said, what are you talking about? She said, how could you win your own stake? Anyway, I was over in Manila later and I was talking to Duncan uh, Matthews and his friends. And they were sitting with my wife at the table. I was telling them the story. And his friend said, yeah, I told your wife it was fixed. And I started laughing. <laughs> she believed you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fa- fantastic stuff. And, uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when will when will be the next trip home again, uh, Mike? I normally come home for the Greyhound Derby in the stole, to be honest, and spend a month with my mum. But obviously, if any of these dogs get involved in something worth going home for, uh, I'll be there if I can afford it, you know, work hard and what have you. But I, I, I'm a bit upset they moved the Derby without asking me. Did you notice that, Barry? Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> what was the reason behind that? Not sure, to be honest with you. No, I don't, I don't know the answer yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah, we had an old thing going. We'd all go down to the stole. We'd leave on Friday evening or Saturday morning, come up and do the derby and great crack. But anyway, yeah, I'll be home during the summer for sure. Yeah, great stuff. And just in terms of your 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 mother, as I said, you know, so heavily involved in the uh, Clonmel track as well. She's obviously still very very passionate about our great sport. Barry, she works the turnstile every night. I said to her when we were coming home, "Are you taking a couple of nights off?" So she said, "I'm taking two off." So she works Saturday night. But fair play to her. And she gets to meet everybody and you know, gets to come out of the house too. So it's a win-win, you know. But it's people like that and the whole committee and everybody's involved and it's great to see, you know. 
Yeah, it sure is uh, fair, fair play. Look, Mike, we appreciate you taking the, the time out. Look, we had to highlight that great success in, in, in Clamwell, as I said, on Monday night. We really wanted to, to speak about that on, on, on today's podcast. And, you know, we're wishing yourself and your family and, you know, all connected with the uh, Rural Kennels the, the very best of luck going forward. Continued success uh, in our great sport. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up again at a later stage. Lovely. Hopefully I'll see you when I get home. Thanks, Barry. Bye-bye. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.